Today on the Help Me Grow My Business podcast, we chat with Terry and Lauren from Balance Mobility. We cover everything from scaling your small business to what they wish they knew when they first started out. So let's get into it. So today we've got here with us Terry and Lauren from Balance Mobility. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having us. And you guys are two very successful business owners um, based on the Gold Coast and Tweed Coast. And you purchased your business in 2016 and have seen incredible growth since. And you're here to talk to us a little bit about how you did it and give some advice to those small businesses who might need a little bit of a helping hand getting started and kind of just give the advice that you wish you guys could have had when you first started. To start off, can you tell us a little bit about your story, about yourselves and how you kind of got started and what inspired you to be in the space you're in today? Yeah, sure. So first of all, thank you for the invitation. We're excited to be here and and share part of our experience and our journey that has been balanced mobility. So uh, back in 2016, uh, I was looking for or acquiring businesses uh, with my dad. I wanted to find a a business that would give me the, the part-time hours that I wanted as I had a one-year-old at the time. Little did I know basically the day that we took over the business that I was pregnant with our second child. So Terence decided to uh, quit his job as an architect and come on board. We could see the growth, we could see the opportunity that we could do and so we decided to uh, rent out another store. And with that new location, we're able to build really quickly, we're able to scale, we're able to get staff members on. The new store is is like a mini Harvey Norman, you'd say. Wow. Like 16 lift chairs, there's 10 different beds. It's just an amazing store to go to. We're really proud of our efforts. Yeah, so just to expand on that, the Bigger Waters location is we've realised there's an opportunity in that demographic to create a really good facility for the wider community. So we've been able to create a, a really decent sized showroom that has lots of equipment, as Lauren's touched on. And just following on from that, the reason why we really created this second store is through COVID, we couldn't get to our Tweed Heads location. So we're like, well, we need to create something on the Gold Coast side because we didn't know how long it was going to take before they put the borders down. Wow. It sounds like you really, you guys really kind of made that step and you were like, we're all in, it's all or nothing. That's right. Yep. And would you say that's something the business owners need to kind of not be afraid of, like to taking that chance on themselves and on their business? Yeah, most definitely. I think for us, it luckily has come naturally, that ability to be risk takers and see the positives rather than the negatives. And I know for a lot of people that can be a limiting belief in, in, you know, do I do it? Do I not do it? What if this happens? What if I lose everything? Whereas we've been gifted with the ability to just do it and work it out later. Yeah, I don't think you guys can put it all down to luck. I think you've definitely probably had some very much data-driven decisions that you've made. And, you know, you're in a space and you must have some massive competition that you compete with regularly. How do you kind of set yourself apart from the big players? Definitely is the customer service side of things. We want to track that customer journey and every touch point um, where we see the customer and how they interact with us. So our customer service needs to be on point. Like we should be above everybody else because, yes, there is bigger competition out there that might be located throughout Australia, but we just need to be better at it. Yeah, it's just the customer service side that I think is really important. But also for me, it's not just about sales. 
I've got experiences where I've turned people away because it just wasn't right for them and I would push them onto someone that needed to maybe prescribe the right equipment. Yeah, you genuinely have to care about the people. You're providing exactly. a service at the end of the day. Going back to your point on customer service, is there any tips or is there anything you guys particularly do, especially when you're bringing on new hires or you have to upskill an employee? Is there any tips that you'd have for small business owners about how to do that or is there a way you've found that is optimal to do that, to get the best out of your employees? I think uh, for us in our journey, we've always invested more into employees than a typical retail business might do. So we are quite heavy in terms of wages versus revenue, but we do that on purpose because we believe in providing the level of customer service that we do. So not everyone can do that in the early stages of business, but being aware of what your customer journey looks like to be able to serve them in the best way possible because you might be dealing with multiple competitors in your particular industry, whatever that is, you've got to have that awareness of what the customer needs to get the best outcome. Ultimately, the, the end user needs to win out of that transaction. So for this, it's a no-brainer. You know, we, we put in the blood, sweat and tears because we genuinely want the best outcome for the end user. We believe in what we're doing. And that really sets us apart from our competitors and I think that really comes across quite clearly with the two of you is that you're not just in it for the bottom line, you're in it because you do care mm. and you do have that connection with your customers. And I think when you've got such a genuine reasoning behind what you're doing, it kind of speaks volumes for your business's performance. That's right. And that's really proven through your repeat customers and exactly. the loyalty through customers is if you're getting that repeat transaction, then you're doing a lot of things right. Exactly. Word of mouth marketing is such an important thing, I imagine, in your industry. But aside from that, do you think marketing has played a factor at all in your success or how has it kind of helped you guys grow and scale your business? Yeah, look, initially we didn't have a lot of marketing skills, so we we relied on some traditional uh, forms of marketing print media, newspapers, all the all the stuff. Uh, you know, this is going back eight, nine years, so that, that was really at the forefront. And we believed in that it was just a small portion of our business because we didn't have the business maturity and the understanding of at a core level what marketing does and what it provides. And as, as our journey continued and we, we got more mature in business, we realised the value of it. And we had engaged with Local Search quite early uh, into that journey and Steve from Local Search has helped us with that journey and early on was he was our conduit to digital marketing and not only did he provide the service but he educated us on what that looks like and what the outcomes can be and I think as a business owner if you can see a tangible outcome for a spend a return on investment that's a really valuable tool to be able to grow and scale your business as opposed to other forms of marketing print media uh, radio television which all have an amazing place with inside a business but the reason we see marketing more these days as a really valuable tool is because we it's measurable, it's tangible in the digital, um, space. In the digital space. So that's played a really valuable role in, in us being able to grow and scale our business. Yeah, it also in terms of demographics, you're able to work out who your clientele is and you can target them. Whereas, for example, we still do do flyers. But we would just be drop dropping them off into any suburb. We have no idea who's living there and you're hoping to see a return. So we can definitely see the opportunities in uh, digital marketing. Definitely. You've got those insights that you need to make those data decisions that we were kind of talking about before. 
for a small business, if they're kind of looking at their suite of digital marketing products that they have available to them, is there one that you'd kind of recommend they start with as a base? I think for, for us, we, we started with Google Ads as a platform because there are so many people using it. Even at the time, this was back in 2016, there was that understanding that most people had a phone or an iPad or a tablet that they're able to use all the way up to today where especially our demographic, primarily elderly people and disabled people for this business, they probably have multiple devices now. So now it's not a case of do they have an iPad, do they have a phone? Yeah. It's everyone is now searching uh, on in the digital world for whatever their needs are. Yeah. yeah, well, we're interested in being in the top position. If I'm Googling a business, I want to make sure that they're coming up the top. I'm not going to be scrolling through pages and pages trying to find the right one. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it excites me when we're always sort of at the top of the list. And if not, that's where we can look at our uh, figures and go, okay, well, we need to adjust something here. We need to change it up, um, putting it into a different uh, spend category to bring us up again to the top. What mistakes along the way in your business journey have you made that you would go back now or what would you go back now and do differently, I suppose, is a better way to phrase that. I definitely think if we had gotten onto software programs a lot earlier, it would have made our life and our journey a lot easier. Things like dashboards and CRMs, we can see the benefit now that we're looking into that where we should have done it seven years ago. Definitely. You know, we can also then use it in the marketing space. We can see what's working, what isn't working, whereas before we were sort of just relying on either figures or people coming into the store, asking them a question, how did you hear about us? Whereas if we had these softwares in place, it would have made our life and our journey a lot easier. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Have you guys found any use for AI software in your business? Yeah, totally. So We've already been on board with using ChatGPT in the forms of uh, all of our SOPs, so our standard operating procedures, even at a basic level. So being able to write the body of what those procedures might look like. It might be a a really simple procedure, how to open the store in the morning, how to answer the phone, how to maybe clean a a piece of equipment. Traditionally, you might be able to write five or six documents a day. Now you're writing five or six a minute. I suppose for us, we don't understand the the potential value in it, but just at a basic level, being able to do so many of those tasks is is game changing, and that will exponentially increase as time goes on, and and different tools will come into play. I think for us, being a tactile industry and often a, a complex transaction, there'll always be the need for for physical stores and staff and the like, but the the use of AI and software, we're going to see that grow at an exponential rate in the near future because out of necessity, it's really going to transform the way we do business, I believe. 100%. I was reading a statistic this morning. They think that the average small business can save about 40 hours a month just by using AI in the way that you guys are using it, just mm-hmm. using it, even if it's to create you know, um, the body of an email if you've got an email you always get coming in and you'd be like, oh, here, customer service team, this is how we recommend you answer that. Just tailor it. And you're saving all this time and it's allowing you to focus on that more personalised customer service touch to those people who are walking into your store. That's exactly yeah, right. Totally. Even down to uh, putting jobs up on Seek or whatever it might be, uh, tailoring it in the right way that yes. suits our business. 
that would make people want to join the team. Uh, so, yeah, we can use it in every situation. It's an amazing tool. One final question for you guys today from me is, what are three actionable things that you would give every small business owner right now that they could go away and do to help them boost their business or to help them grow in the way like you guys have? It's funny that you mentioned that, Lauren. I'll just I'll just chuck my thoughts in there. So we've recently started up a, a new business, what you'd call a, a startup, and the first thing we focused on is a business plan. So understanding at a contextual level what your structure and what your what you're providing as a service is really essential, but the first nuts and bolts document you really need to nail is your business plan. And there's so many templates out there that you can grab a resource and and complete that, but it it gives you so much uh, analysis and understanding of your business and it also helps and informs your decision-making. So that's really key is we make sure that is phase one of a business. There's lots of other steps. Lauren might touch on some of those, but for us – the business plan is is step one. It should always be an evolving document, so you should never have it just set and forget. Every six to twelve months, you should be analysing it because it should change. You know, as humans, yeah. we change. So do our businesses. They're all they're always changing and evolving. We change our goals and our expectations. That's really good advice, and that's actually not something that we get very much when we ask businesses what their advice would be. But that's that's back right back to step one. And if you don't have a good foundation. There's, your likelihood of succeeding is probably not going to be as high. Yeah, well, what are you striving for? Exactly. What are you trying to achieve? If you don't have a business plan, you can't reach that goal. And even if you already have a current business, I would go back and look at the business plan, see where you're at and see where you want to be. And like Terence says, you can always revert back to it and go, okay, well, we need to change this or I forgot what I was wanting out of my business yep. journey and here I am now, yep this is what I needed to do. But a part of that is also your mission and your vision and also your core values. I think it's really important to know what your values are so that if you do have staff members or team members that come on board, or even if they're there, they know what your values are. So then you can both align with those values. Some of the other ones is your standard operating procedures, especially if you're wanting to grow or if you wanted to scale your business. You need to get your business right first before you scale because if you get more and more team members on, it becomes more difficult to be able to explain to every single one of them what you are expecting out of it or how to uh, train on this one or manuals, everything. It's just if you get it right the first time, then you can just cookie cutter it to the next business and then to the next business. Even if it's a completely brand new business, standard operating procedures are key One more, which I think is really, really important, is that business coach or a mentor to guide you in your journey. When you're getting to maybe a crossroads and you don't know where to go, you've always got that person just to have a general chat. It could just be someone that might own their business already or someone that might have the skills to be able to just have a chat with them and maybe see where you need to go in your journey or what your next steps might be. That's really helped Terence and myself to be able to start scaling and growing Uh, because we've had the right people in our circle to be able to have a chat to and, you know, talk to them about any issues or any opportunities that might present themselves. I think just to further that point, initially when you get into business, there's a perception that you need to do everything yourself. You need to wear all 15 hats. You need to stay up till 2am because you are the business. Often that is the case initially, but as again, as you you mature in business, you realise that it's about who you have around you and having the right people 
in your corner, Lauren's touched on some some coaching and some mentoring. So we're we're pretty heavy in that space now. But having people to to bounce your decisions and ideas off is really important, all the way down to what professional services you have around you. So now we have a, an amazing team of accountants, business advisors. We've realised that in order for us to be successful, it's not about us. It's about who we have around us. Having an amazing, having an amazing, uh, you know, advertising medium. Having having a good advertising company around us is so key to us succeeding. So we see that bigger picture. Whereas initially, you do feel you have to do it all yourself. But and it's taken us some time to realise that. But that you know that's been part of our journey is understanding that it's who you have in in your corner to help you succeed because we don't have to do it all by ourselves we we can you know do it with with these people exactly I suppose do you have any um, tips for small businesses who are looking to reach out and maybe find a mentor or they're looking to find an accounting company where do they start especially for those businesses who might be located in more of a remote region is a how did you guys get onto that path to begin with i think another good tool especially for business owners if they're in that space is social media i i I know there's a lot of uh, groups and platforms that often can connect together and share ideas so utilizing the power of social media to get into some of these groups uh, and get some get some good knowledge because People are happy to share uh, when they have a good experience and, and they might have a good resource. So just thinking a bit outside the box how you, how you might get that information, speak to other businesses, find a successful business near you and, and just try and engage with them. Ask them, do you mind if I have a quick chat? You know, I own the bakery down the road. You know, we're, we're struggling with X, Y, Z. So just looking at what resources are around you, regardless of where you are. Sometimes that it does take time. It took us four years to find the accountants and advisors we're happy with. So allow yourself to take that time to find the right um, people around you, but they certainly exist. You've just got to step through to find them. But it's also about, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone. We can find better opportunities out there if we start looking. It's sort of like with your home loan. If you just let it sit there, of course, your interest rates are going to keep going up. Where if you investigate it and go, there's something better out there and go and find that, you can definitely find it. So, um, yeah, it's just been amazing. Awesome, guys. Well, I think this might be all we have time for today. So thank you so much for joining us on the Help Me Grow My Business podcast. It was lovely to meet you both and to have you both in today. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Local Search, one of Australia's leading full suite digital marketing services. They help more than 28,000 Australian businesses, making everything from building a website and SEO to Google ads, social ads, and more easy, effective, and affordable. Go and check out their more than 400 online reviews. And while this podcast will give you the basics, if you do need a hand, visit business.localsearch.com.au. We respectfully acknowledge the Yukonbeh people, the traditional owners of the land in which we record on, and pay our respects to their elders past and present.